<laughs> the Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear the learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. What God wants us to do is to see things the way he sees them. That's what's real. See the way God sees. And do what you see God doing. Say the things that you hear God has spoken. Say what God says. Jesus in John, in John chapter 14 verse 10 says to us, Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, he says, I do not speak on my own authority. Please hold on to that word, on my own authority. Because this is the process. It's really the process. I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the work. So the Father dwells in him. That's something you want to hold on to. You have to realize once you are born again, God lives in you. Jesus said, he who believes in me keeps my word. And because you keep my word, because you love me, the Father will love you and I will love you and we will come and make our home with you. So your home is his home. Your heart, you are the temple of God. So God lives in you. Jesus said, the Father who dwells in me, he is the one that's doing the works. I speak with words, I do what I see him do, and what he does, I do in like manner. I watch him, what he's doing, and then we're thinking, how can we do this? We can see the Father. We cannot, some of us feel, we can't really hear from the Father. But Jesus is telling us this, and this is the process that he uses, God uses to do his works. I mean, we're talking about not just miracles, signs, everything that he does. It's his works. He rested from the creation, from his works. After six days, you remember, his works. Everything that God does, that's his works. And this is the process with which God, I mean, the process that God uses to do his works. If you read in Genesis, it says very clearly there, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The, earth. the earth was without form and was void. There was the earth, but there was no form. It was void. And darkness was in the face of the deep. But the Spirit of God was overing over the water. And then God, God said, Light be. And there was light. And the Bible tells us that's the way God created the world. In Colossians, he says God created the world through the sun. Because the sun is the word of God. In heaven, there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. 
So the Father, He is the authority. He gives the Word to the Son, who is the Word. The Word goes out and the Spirit makes it happen. That's the process. And Jesus is telling us, we have to be just like the Son. He said, I am the light of the world, right? Jesus said that. I am the light of the world. But then he turned around and said, you are the light of the world. So basically we are to live our lives just like Jesus lived. It's one thing to just go to church and just hope that I sleep into heaven. Make it, oh God, I thank you, I made it. That's not what Christianity is all about. It's being a son of God. No male, no female. Amen? Being a son of God and doing the works that Jesus did. Jesus called his disciples, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And they were learning from him how to be that. And how to live in this world as a man and yet a son of God. So that's what Jesus came to do for us. What we need to realize is as a Christian, you have the greater one inside of you. And 1 John 4 verse 4 makes it clear that we have the greater one in us. It tells us you are of God. You need to understand as a believer, you belong to God. God knows you by name. You are of God. You belong to God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. In other words, there is somebody that is in you that you need to acknowledge. Don't tell me, well, I'm not a pastor. He's not talking about pastors. He's just talking about the believer. You have someone living in you that's bigger than the world. Are you going to be fighting with the world? The world, are you going to try to fight with the world? No. The things that come against your life in the world, sickness, pain, everything that we've talked about, the one who is in you, he's greater than he who is in the world. And Satan is the one that's bringing all those terrible things to us out of the world. You as a Christian, that's why we come to church, so that you can know you have power over those things. You were the one allowing those things into your life. Jesus was clear. I am the vine and you are the branches. You don't need anybody to lay hands on you. We do that if we need to based on the word of God. But you have everything in you. The one that is in you is greater than any trouble Satan can come against you with. No matter what the enemy is doing in your life, you can reverse it. By the one who lives in you, just go through the process. We do it the way he did it. Jesus said to us, he who believes in me. That's uh, John chapter 14 verse 12. He who believes in me, he said, most assuredly, that's the way he started. Most assuredly, I say to you, it's important when God says, I say to you, uh, that's almost like a covenant. I most assuredly, he didn't have to say that. I'm going to assure you, he says, he who believes in me. Are you a believer? Yes. 
We all can do this. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. If he bothers you, what does he mean go to the Father? Well, because if he doesn't go to the Father, he said, the helper will not come. That's the Holy Spirit that's going to live in you, the Father living in you, to give you instructions and words, what to do, just like he did Jesus. See, he says, it's better for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, there is no way the Father can come and live in you. But when I go away, that's why it's better. The disciples say, now, we're sad because you're leaving us. Jesus said, I know you're sad about that. But it's better for you. You'll understand later. This is hard for you to understand. But if I don't go, you won't receive the Father in you. And then you don't have any way to go through the process. It's the process. God created the world through His Son. The Son. And the Son says, I don't have any authority of my own. What I hear is what I speak. And when I speak, the Father does the work. Amen. You know, it's funny. Uh, sometimes I'm in the office. I, have, I had a guy come in with... Uh, braces because you think only in church service he had braces over his back i said what's the matter with you he says my back is being so i had to put that there uh, to hold his back and if Irina is not here but i said we're going to take care of that today hey, he walked out of my office with his braces over his shoulder oh yes yes because me no god God is. God is. Most of the time I don't even, I, I don't talk about it. I don't even remember if I even shared it. it because he's God. He's not me. He's God. The other day, uh, Alison, right? Your father's name is uh, uh, Victor. Yes, I didn't want to miss his name. But Victor, he can speak English very well. Came with Alison to my office. I don't know how long his knees have been hurting and his back. Uh, uh, long time so we pray, I pray, uh, we talked to him he got filled with the Holy Spirit and he spoke in tongues boldly in my, in my office there it was office time okay he spoke in tongues boldly and then before he left uh, uh, Allison said his knees hurt really bad and his back and he said yeah and we prayed this is after we prayed for his knees that's how he walked out of my office <laughs> Oh, yes. To demonstrate God's able to. Amen? There's nothing that's impossible with God. We just need to hear from Him. Amen? God's able to. Let me share with you here. There is uh, an interesting scripture, okay, that I found this week. Sometimes you know how you find a scripture and you can't help but talk about it. It's burning inside of you and you are, you are looking for a way to put it into your message because uh, <laughs> Michael, it's good to see you this morning. Good to see you, brother. You want to put it into your scripture? Into your, but this is First John chapter 5, verse 9. He says, if we receive the witness of men, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. 
The witness of God is greater. And God has testified about His Son. He's given witness about His Son through His Son. Because He spoke to us in the last days through His Son. We can defeat anything that the enemy comes against us with. The witness of God is greater. Your God is living inside of you. You can hear God. That's the witness of God. Let me read this scripture so you understand. It's the witness of God for you. God cannot lie. You believe what they tell you on television, right? And you watch that stuff. What they, they say, no, it's fake news these days, okay? It's fake news. I don't want to believe that anymore. But people repeat what they, what, they, what they see on television. I mean, I remember this guy talking to me. He had watched some kind of, uh, he's been watching some kind of uh, a soap opera. I don't see this stuff. And he was excited. He was talking about somebody. He said, don't you know? And I said, I don't know him. I'm sorry. Who are you talking about? Because he's been watching some uh, soap opera stuff. And he had the names of the people and they talk about it. But it's like those people are alive to them. These are fish. But that's where we are. But we see God's witness is greater. It's greater. What God has told us is greater. You receive men's witness. They say, I saw it. And then you receive it without question. Why can't we receive the witness coming from God? This is what Jesus told us in John chapter 16, verse 13 through 15. He says, however, this you again, you see the process here, okay? It's very clear here. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into some truth. All truth. This is scripture. This is Bible here. And what did Jesus say about truth? And you shall know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Once you, find, once you discover the truth, nobody can hold you down. If God gives you truth concerning your health in the scriptures and you really understand it, you cannot be sick anymore. It's over. It's discovering the truth, that's where the problem is. Just finding out what the truth is. So the, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit is come, He is going to guide you into all truth. I believe that. He is guiding me. The witness of God is greater. Amen. He will guide you into all truth. You have to believe that the Holy Spirit has the ability to guide you to know truth. Notice what it says. Why? For he, even the Holy Spirit, will not speak on his own authority. Can you get the process? Jesus cannot speak on his own authority. The Holy Spirit cannot speak on his own authority. Only what he hears from Jesus, he's going to show to us. This is, that's the process. And you cannot speak on your own authority. What you hear from him, that's what you should speak. That's where we are missing it. That's why we don't see these things happening to us and Satan is oppressing us because we don't know the truth. This is the process. That's how the world was created. God never does anything except through his word. 
He says he sends his word and the word heals them. So when I receive God's word, maybe from the scripture, speak it. It's the Father that does the works. Your job is to speak it. If the son disagreed with what the father was saying to him, he wouldn't say it, right? They would have a little argument first before, okay, I guess I'm convinced. I'll say it. That won't work. How can two work together except they be in agreement? So the son is perfectly in agreement with the father. The father is the ultimate authority. So he the son doesn't speak of his own. So we say God created the world, but he did it through the son. The world will not be created without the son. Jesus has to be involved. You know, today, people are not going to get saved except through you. God can't. He wants to save them, but he's got to speak through you. He's through us now. The Holy Spirit cannot speak. Let me finish this scripture, okay? You go over. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. You see, I feel like God guiding me into this. Can you understand that? God's guiding me, giving me understanding on this, which I'm sharing with you. And I'm believing that this is, he works this way. And it gives me more boldness as you read. Because you get that understanding, you feel free and you're not afraid. And that's what I feel this morning. We're going to pray for people with cancer. I don't care. Bring them in here. We just listen to the Father. Amen? And we all can do it together. Amen? So we high five each other when we're through. Amen? As if you did something. <laughs> but the Father is working. He's the Father that does the work. That frees us. Amen? All we have to do is listen to the Father. When the Spirit of truth has come, He guides you into all truth. He will not speak on His own authority. But whatever He hears, He will speak. So the Holy Spirit is speaking. And we need to listen. And what, he, what we hear from Him, that's how Jesus lived this life. He listened to the Father and spoke what the Father told Him. And that's what His Father was doing the works. And Jesus said, I'm not alone. The one who sent me is with me. And he gives me these words. And I speak those words. Read through John. Over and over again, Jesus was, he kept saying the same thing. The words that you hear, they're not mine. He came from the Father. And then he says, the words that you hear, they are spirit and they are life. If I speak of my own, then I need my own honor. But I'm not speaking. The one who is true speaks the words of the one who sent him. You hear that over and over again. I just want to speak my opinion. We're not needing your opinion when there's trouble. We need what God has to say. We need what God has to say. Amen? That's what we need. Verse 14, He will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine. He will take from what is mine and declare it to you. He will take from what is mine and he will show it to you. Declare it means to speak it, right? And show it to you. So the Holy Spirit doesn't do anything, only what comes from Jesus. He's not going to speak from his own authority. And that's the way Jesus did it. 
He didn't speak of his own. He came from the Father. If we position ourselves in that regard, then we'll find God. He's found somebody he can work with. Don't matter where the person is, whether he has education, he doesn't have education, it doesn't matter. Young or old, it doesn't matter. If they understand, God can do this work through them. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. You know how glorious that is? All things that the Father has are mine. You know what Jesus just did? When he declares it to you, that means you're part of it. In Romans chapter 8, he says we are joint heirs with Christ. You know what? God just made everything that he has available to you. Everything that God has. Jesus said all things that the Father has, they're mine. But then, if they belong to Jesus, we are joint heirs with him. We're not just keeping part of the property. We are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus. So everything that the Father has belongs to us. No wonder Paul says in the scriptures, he says, all things are yours. Read them. All things are yours. We just don't know. My people perish for lack of knowledge. All things belong to us. You see, all we need to do, this cross of the message, let's make an effort to hear what the Spirit is saying. We're too much in a hurry. We come up with our own solutions. Even before the Spirit says the word, we have a problem and we're calling, we're you know, putting these things together. We've never even asked, Spirit, what's going on here? What can I do about this? And if you're really that kind of person, he'll show you things that don't make sense. But you better follow it because you'll find a miracle at the end of it. We're using our minds more than we're using our spirit. And in our spirit dwells the greater one. And we're paying him no attention. We're just going to use our minds. And it's not working for us. And you wonder why it's not working for us. We need to go back to listening to the spirit. That's the way the early disciples did it. That's the way they did it. And I'm going to share this scripture with you. In Acts chapter 10... Now we know they were listening to the Spirit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really funny. I mean, I mean, I'm laughing to myself, but you can see Peter going into gate beautiful, right? And they see this guy. You know how many times they must have walked past that guy? That's the way to the temple, right? But on this day, the Spirit was saying something different. Amen. He was sharing something different. And both of them said, look, look on us. Look on us. We got something to give to you. I know for us, you know, we're really religious. We say, well, uh, it was from God. I don't have anything. That's not what Peter said. He said, such as I have, I give to you. I have your authority from the Father to bring you healing. I have authority from the Father 
to make those legs that can't move from birth. I, I have the authority to do that. But I believe he was sharing the spirit. And you see how bold Peter was? After he spoke to the guy, he wouldn't wait. He took the guy and lifted him up. And the guy got up. It's a miracle. He wants to do it right here today. Otherwise, it's just Christianity. We go to church and there is no, nothing supernatural. What's that? God is a supernatural being. And if God's faith is different from the faith of the world, I need to see God move right before my eyes. And God is willing to do that. Now, Peter had a vision. And in, in, this, in this vision, he saw animals. And God, the word says, something said to him, Arise, kill, and eat. He said, No, I don't touch this. It's swine and all of that. Jews don't eat that kind of stuff. He's going to tell God what's right and what's not right. Okay? And then, after he got to the vision, he was so confused. What is this? Why did I see a vision with all kinds of crazy animals and God is telling me to eat? Is this God? Notice, while he was thinking about this, Acts 10, verse 16, it says, Why Peter thought about the vision, guess who spoke to him? The Spirit spoke to him. I said, well, that's Peter. <laughs> he was just a man like us. The Spirit spoke to him. Behold, three men are seeking you. He's used to hearing his voice, right? And if you go to the next chapter, he was telling them, he said, look, they said, you went to eat with Gentiles. He says, I didn't do it. The Spirit told me to go. These three guys, they were with me as well. And guess what? That settled the matter. They knew it. They, understand, they understood it. And we need to understand the Spirit speaks to us. And we need to stop and listen. There are no superstars in this. It's whether you are willing or not. Amen? If you're willing, God is going to use you to touch other lives. First, your own life. Amen? And then people around you. That's what church is all about. And in Acts chapter 13, we have the same thing. The Holy Spirit said, while they were fasting and praying, the Holy Spirit said, it wasn't God, the Holy Spirit said it. And they heard it. And guess what they did? They did exactly what the Holy Spirit said. Separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I've called them to. What work? No question. They said, hey, Barnabas and Saul, you're going from us. Kneel here. And they laid their hands and prayed for them and sent them on their way. That's Christianity. Amen? We listen to what the Spirit says. I'm going to conclude with this. Sometimes we're thinking about Jesus and we say, well, that was Jesus. He could do that. He was the son of God. And he was perfect. And so God moved through him the way he did. You see, that's true. I've heard all the explanations, you know, uh, will be many of us doing the signs. So because when you put all of our signs together, he'll be greater than what Jesus did. Uh, I cannot receive that. I'm not receiving that. I'm not satisfied. I want to see more. Amen? Jesus cannot lie. Paul said, why do you think it's incredible that God should raise the dead? So God can do this. It says, this is what Jesus was saying in chapter 8 
of uh, John. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do again, that I do nothing of myself. You go back to the same thing. I do nothing of myself, but as my Father taught me, I speak this thing. Can you get the connection? As my Father taught me. So he talks about what he's doing, the miracles, not of myself, but as the Father taught me, I do these things. And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. For I always, can I hear the word always? I always do those things that please him. Hello? How many always do those things that please him here? Every hand's down. But let me tell you something. For us, we always please Him. You know how that is? Grace. Grace. And our faith in Him. Unless you get out of faith. Our faith in Him. For by grace are you saved, right? Through faith. And that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Lest anyone should boast. It's by grace. Not of works. It's by grace. There's only one thing that pleases God. Guess what it is? Our faith. And through grace, we please Him. And if you're willing to do the works of Jesus, you want to really be a Christian for the world to see, you really want to be the light for the world to see, then accept His grace. And believe in His grace. The grace is what covers us and covers our sins because we repented and we asked God for forgiveness. So we are forgiven and everything is gone. And so we please Him always because of His grace. Let me read this scripture to you. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Listen to what it says. And God is able to what? Make all grace abounds to you. Can you see that? God is able to. Do you want more grace? Can you wave your hand if you want more grace? I want more grace. God is able to make all grace abound to you that you always having sufficiency, whether it's in the spirit realm or around your life, whatever it is, you have Sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Right? Is it not the works that please Him? You got grace for every good works. So let's take that out. I just need to hear what the Spirit is saying. And I do it. Amen? That's what we need to do. Philippians 2 verse 13. He says, For it is God... It is God who works. Who is doing the works? God. God who works in you, in us, right? Both to will and to do His good pleasure. If God doesn't work in you, you won't do it. 
That's why we're asking people, let Jesus into your life. If he's not working in you, you won't even have the desire to do it. <coughs> Excuse me. It is God. Let the, the weakness of God is greater. Amen. It's God who works in you both to will, the desire to do it. God has to give that to you. If you say you want it, God will work it in you. Both to will and to do for his good pleasure. What pleases him. You see how we can please him always? He said, walk in me. Walk in me. By faith. And his grace is there with you. That's what the scripture says. You know, in Ezekiel 36, he says, I will put my spirit within you. I will put my spirit. You know this, that word is capital S? That's the Father. I will put my spirit within you. And guess what he will do? I'll cause you to walk in my statutes. And you will, you will, no doubt, you will keep my judgment. Amen? That Jesus says, I judge because the Father talks me. And when I judge, I judge rightly. Because my judgment is not mine. So God says, I'm going to make you. And you will love it when the Father is doing it through you. Because you said, I want God to do this through me. Is it making sense to you? This is maybe kind of different. But it's the truth. It's the process. You just have to listen to the Lord. And I'm learning with you. And I'm, I want to go places with it. Amen? Father, what are you doing here? I've walked in this home. I just didn't understand what I was doing. Because when you're dealing with people who are demonized, they're always different. And, and when they come and I say, God, this is a new one. What do you do with this? And while they're talking to me, I'm, I'm talking to him. I'm listening and talking to him as well. God, why did you put me in this? This is, this is I, I don't understand it. And he'll give you just a few words come through your head, act through it, and you get a miracle. Just like that. Every one of us can do this. That's what I want the Ark Fellowship to be. Amen? People who are going to work. No acting crazy. I was telling uh, somebody, first, you have to be a man. Sometimes Christians want to act like they are no longer human because they got this gift and then they are doing all this crazy stuff. And you have a man who has no knowledge. He says, he says, I don't think I can do that. So I guess I won't receive Jesus. Just because you're doing that stuff, you don't need to do that. You have to be a man for God to use you. Not a spirit. I see Christians do crazy stuff to make themselves very special. They have gifts and all of that. But you don't need to do any of those stuff. If it's God making you maybe, but God doesn't do stuff that people who don't have understanding consider weird. And if they consider it weird, that's why Paul said, if that's the case in, in church, don't speak in tongues because you drive them away. So don't do crazy stuff. You have to be a man first. God says, I sought for a man to bridge the gap, right? You have to be a man. And if you're not willing to be a man, you're going to be acting like you're a spirit. God can't work very much here. 
You have to. Jesus was a man. Did you know that Jesus referred to himself more as the Son of Man than he referred to himself as the Son of God? You know why? I, I got this first when I read when he says, For you to know that the Son of Man has authority. I would have thought, Why Son of Man? Why not Son of God? He didn't say Son of man, God. He said Son of Man has authority on the earth. You have to be a man on the earth. The demons don't have authority here until you give them authority, allow them to walk through you. The same will give God authority. But God doesn't act weird. So you act weird, you drive them away. And you call it spirit, but God's not in it. Because God is not the author of confusion. Everything God does is decent and orderly. And once it's not orderly, God's no longer there. Amen? God's no longer there. I see them spiritual. I just, you keep your mouth shut. But let's see what the fruit, the end fruit is going to be. This is what it is. We've talked enough. Now is the time to pray, okay? <laughs> Amen. Where's Anne? Please come here. And if you're sick in the body we're going to pray and you guys are going to pray with me okay it's all of us okay all of us doing this and God's going to heal today if you're sick in the body please come and receive your healing